Hey, AV Clubbers, this is your senior editor, John Tatey, and it's time for another installment of Mom on Pop, the show where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, I almost forgot your name there for a second, Mom, the show where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, opines on all manner of pop culture. Mom, I'm so sorry I stumbled over your intro. Well, you know what? What? I, I think it's because you're getting older. You just had a birthday it yesterday. Is. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe, maybe that it's starting to deteriorate quickly. Yeah. I could not remember your last name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Which how is, it starts. As that's it the happens, first thing to go. it's the same as my name. <laughs> maybe you need more cue cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? That'll be a good Christmas present. We could get you a nameplate. Speaking of which, have you been doing your Christmas shopping? Oh, yes. Is it all done? Pretty much. But it's not even Thanksgiving yet. Well, I know, but only the pains in the asses are left now. <laughs> Who are the you pains know? in the asses? Can you guess? Uh, Dad? No. Well, yeah, but... Me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I'm tough, because I already have everything I want. I know. I know, but you, you seem to, and, and I'm very proud of you that you have everything that you want. It really makes me happy. <laughs> I know but it does. But you have to join in the, the season and give us a break. Pick something. <laughs> Anything, you know? We're, we're, we're so desperate by the time you tell us that we will buy you a new car if you ask for it. <laughs> it's really terrible. You know, everybody wants some books or some music or a handbag, you know, things that you can do. But you, you wait till the last minute where last year I ended up getting you something that, that was very nice, but my God, it was so expensive, but I was frantic by the time you let loose with what you really wanted. What was it? Well, and you don't even remember. How sad is that? Really, this birthday really kicked your butt, didn't it? Well, I remember the beautiful Filson bag that you got me, but I didn't well, remember I didn't remember you complaining about it being too good a gift for me, which is basically what you're saying right now. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not Well, <laughs> yes, I guess that is what I'm That's what you said. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it in the nicest way that you could possibly twist that. I really loved that bag until now, and now I feel like it's, you know... The just oh, make, yeah, ruin it now. Yeah, just make it count for two Christmases if it was that expensive for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I get compliments well, it on it all the time. It really isn't the expense. It's the, it's the franticness that we all feel, because people, the sisters and brother... The, the sister and brother's call. What does Johnny want? What does, Has Johnny said anything? And let me tell you, if Johnny said anything, I sure as hell am not telling you guys. <laughs> well, good luck this year, because I'm just as content as ever. <laughs> oh, God, that's so irritating. <laughs> I know. I know. My happiness is a real problem for the rest of the family. Really? Could you could you really get to work on that, though? <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, but first, uh, I have some business to take care of here on the podcast, which is the winners of our contest. Speaking of the holidays, we had some listeners uh, tweet at mom. Her Twitter account is at MoxieNH, M-O-X-I-E-N-H, if you'd like to follow her. And uh, we had people tweet us the worst things that they've seen on their Thanksgiving table, and we had some wonderful examples. Mom, you want to share a couple of your favorites? Well, my very favorite one was from Collie West. He had a, <laughs> he 
he had a Boston turkey party, and I guess they uh, partied quite a bit because uh, when all was said and done, they threw the carcass out the fourth floor window. <laughs> How I was just love that image, yeah. the last flight of the turkey, you know. And then when he looked out, there were little birds eating all the little leftovers off it. Little birds? That's what he said. Oh, wow. How creepy. Well, they don't know. Well, it's the, finally the little birds have their revenge. You know, I bet the turkeys, they're so big. I bet they throw their weight around. And I bet the little birds were like, ha, see who, see who wins now? Us. Because we're eating you. Well, there's your nasty side. <laughs> hmm? So, are you going to give me any others? My, this was my favorite because she included a picture. That was from Megan Newman. And she, she went with her boyfriend and had a vegan Thanksgiving. Ugh. The centerpiece of which was vegan grain meat. Mmm. And it looks like a loaf of, it looks like a, it looks like lunch meat, sort of, but not really. Mm, yeah. It looks like lunch meat, sort of. That's the least appetizing sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> Even lunch meat is a stretch if you really think about it. Yeah, but this yeah. looked really gross. And it had a little, it had a little bowl of, um, uh, gravy next to it. It just <laughs> mm. it, that, that really was my favorite. <laughs> okay, that was my favorite. Although I have to say that Kent Woods also piped up with a what my aunt would call congealed salad. Oh, oh dear! What is that? Yeah, that's what she called Jello salad. <laughs> congealed doesn't that sound yummy? What's and what's in the Jello salad that Kent Woods sent in? Green Jello with cottage. Cheese mixed through. They had a name. They had his family had a name for it, right? They did. They called it Space Jello. Space Jello. That's great. (laughs) That saves it for me. Right. Just put a fancy name on it. Yeah, Space Jello. I'd eat that. Okay. Yeah. One time I went to a dinner here in town for the uh, at the American Legion because Matthew won some some award. Yeah. And uh, this lady served watermelon pickles, homemade watermelon pickles, which is from the rind, you know, and after I tasted them, I thought, geez, I wonder if she and her husband, you know, ate all the watermelon and, (laughs) you know, cut off the teeth marks and then made, I don't know. Okay. uh, I digress. Why wouldn't you cut off the watermelon first, though? You think they would want to leave? Well, she probably did. She probably did. It's just that it never occurred to me. I mean. Yeah, I get it. It's all you could think about. That's all I could think about, and I was sorry I had tasted it. (laughs) All right, so we're going to pick a winner now. We've got all these plugged into the random.org randomizer. So we're going to pick one at random here. And our winner is Lairja. No way! Yeah. Wow. She had, as her worst thing, parsnip mashed potatoes. Oh, which does sound bad. I, now, I feel like you've served those once, but you say no. No, I don't like parsnips. Have you served some other kind of... You've served mashed potatoes with something else mixed in, though, haven't you? Love. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you really got me. All right, Lairja, just uh, email me. It's jteti at com, and with your address. Congratulations on winning. And I'll tweet you, too, to make sure you see this, okay? And just in case you're not listening, but I'm sure you are. I'm sure she's a loyal listener. Mom, I understand you read a couple of... uh, You've been reading a lot of comedian books lately. 
yeah, there's a lot of them coming out, and I do, uh, I do like a good laugh. So I have, uh, I've got a couple of them. I did get uh, Billy Crystal's book, which I had to put down because uh, when I got to the part where he said that he he's so old that he now pees in Morse code, I just thought, oh God, you know, really, this is this is it. This is your idea of funny. It's. Um, I thought you told me that was the funniest thing you read in there. Right. And then I stopped reading it because that was the funniest thing I had read. <laughs> and it really isn't that funny. It's, what is it? Know. Is it a memoir, Billy Crystal? What is the title yeah, of it? Yeah, memoir, which I really, you know, what what does that mean? Um, it's uh, when you remember things, but in French, and then you write them down. It's a fancier way of remembering things about your life. Well, then it just seems to me you should talk about your life then. Because Martin Short's book, which I got as a hardback from Amazon, so I felt... You bought it. Oh, yeah. Usually you go to the library. Yeah, well, they're not so hip, you know. I see. They they, they were not hip enough to stock Martin Short's new book? No, they, they... you know, they have the birds of New England, and that's where they're spending all their money. Well, this is probably some laughs in there. I doubt Tint it. mouse or two? Nothing. So, you know, when going into this, I had a very um, naive expectation of, of chumminess. You know, Martin Short, you know, yeah, it's not yeah. like he's Frank Sinatra with lots of secrets and... Right, he's a Canadian comedian who's had a fairly good career. Right, and I'm going to even go... I'm going to say this word, and I hope this doesn't... Well, I don't really care if it irritates people, because this is my opinion, right? Yes. Marginal. I think he's marginal. I thought it was going to be a more upsetting word than that, but okay. He's, he's a... Yeah, he's not a star, but he's, he's good at what he does. Yeah, at both of the things that he does. <laughs> Which are what, in your opinion? Uh, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> yeah, and... And crossing his eyes and and prancing like a pony across <laughs> any given stage. <laughs> That's his move. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he so, made a whole character out of that in Ed Grimley. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So, uh, you know, obviously, I'm over exaggerating. He yeah. does. No, we get it though. Things. He has a okay. shtick for sure. Okay. So. I went into this book thinking, and, I, you know, I feel bad to say this because I hope he doesn't really give a rat's ass what I think. I'm sure he <laughs> I mean, let's face it, he doesn't. Yeah. But this, this book was just crap, you know? <laughs> it was just a lot of name-dropping. He told a very few jokes at his own expense, you know. Oh, I found myself sitting next to Catherine Hepburn, and, <laughs> you know, it, it just had, it, I don't know. The tone was like the tone was like uh, the unpopular schoolboy saying, uh, "Hey, these are my friends. Hey, these people talk to me. These Ugh. people sat at my lunch table." That's depressing. You know who's the master of that is Dick Cavett. He's actually good at it. Do you know what I mean? Really? Yeah, he's the master of telling stories about celebrities that he knows. Mostly Groucho Marx, but sometimes other yeah. celebrities. <laughs> and you know, Martin Short lost his wife a little while ago. And yes, uh, yes, that was very sad. And uh, I thought, well, you know, that's going to, where's my tissues? Let me get ready. And it just, it really lacked everything. It had very little warmth and it. He hardly talked about his children and it just lacked feeling. It yeah. Was, yeah. 
Yeah, that's disappointing. You know, I um, read uh, Regis's memoir a couple of years ago. He came out mm. with a book, and uh, I wasn't expecting much because, you know, it's Regis's memoir, and he's written right. it before, too. Right. Um, I was expecting a bunch of entertaining Hollywood stories, and what I got was a bunch of Hollywood stories. <laughs> What's I your just, point? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say that I just got Jim Gaffigan's new book, Food, A Love Story. Mm. And if you can read that in Jim Gaffigan's book, you'll just giggle through the whole thing. In Jim Gaffigan's voice, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Book. If you can read his book in his book, which I would hope you can. Oh, my God. If not, you know, there are, there are hotlines that can help. <laughs> You don't want to know what's really sad is I just read that uh, off a page. So, Jesus, the two of <laughs> you us. did off your notes? Yes! <laughs> yeah, the two of us are a little punchy this morning, but we're uh, we're going to get through it. Okay, so that's a pan for, is the Billy Crystal book still fooling them? Yes. Okay, so that's a yes, pan. And he for... fooled every one of us that bought that book. <laughs> so, really, the joke is on us. And uh, what is Martin Short's book called? It should be called Don't Buy This Book. It's a Piece of Crap. <laughs> okay, thumbs down for that. And the Jim Gaffigan book is called what? Food, A Love Story. So you're recommending that out of all these comedian books? Yes, I am. I really am. And the, whatever the hell Regis's book was called. <laughs> not <laughs> not worth it, even for the ironic value that I was going for. <laughs> yeah, let's not look any of this nonsense up. No. If no. they want accuracy, they can look it up themselves. No. Well, I wasn't entirely prepared for the book segment, I have to say, having not read any of these books. Oh, really? I could hardly tell. Yeah. yeah. Well, no. yeah, especially since you didn't read any of them. I think I papered over it pretty good there. Yes, I'm sure we fooled them all. Yeah. So let's talk about something that we are both prepared for. I think you and I are, in fact, loaded for bear on this one, and that is Christopher Nolan's sci-fi epic, Interstellar. Uh, which is a little under three hours, although it feels like it feels like more. I felt like I was drifting close to the black hole on this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that'll be the last time you get to pick the movie. <laughs> All right. So tell people uh, about this movie, what the premise is, before we get into uh, our problems with it. Well, well, first, let me just tell you. I just this morning threw my ticket out because I was so pissed when I came out of this movie I really wanted to ask for my money back. All right. <laughs> you always do this to me, is I ask you to explain the movie to the folks who may not be familiar with it, and you oh, always say, wait, first, let me just tell you how much I hate it. We'll, well get I to it. Well, I was thinking about my ticket stuff, but let me just tell you this first, too, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I went into the movie. I saw it at an IMAX, and uh-huh. there were surprisingly a lot of people uh in there, there probably were about 15 of us in there. <laughs> and a woman sat about five seats away from me. And from now on, this is what I think. It really, when I am in charge of things, this is going to have to happen. Yeah. There's going to have to be a little test at the concession stand to see if you know how to eat nachos with your mouth <laughs> shut. Oh, God. that's the, I hate that mouth noises. She ate... 50 nacho chips dipped in this and that, every bite with her mouth open. Oh, God. Okay, so you had a uh, nacho chip eating jerk, but now tell us about, tell us what the movie is. 
at long last. The movie is about Earth is, is deteriorating and people can't live here anymore. And Matthew McConaughey is a former, former astronaut mm-hmm. that is going to go on a mission and save the world. He's going to travel through a black hole and save the world by exploring other other planets. Was it other planets or just other? Yeah, that's right. He travels through a wormhole to get to a different galaxy where there may be suitable planets for Earth life. And they have already sent out, what, uh, they seven sent, other they astronauts? Sent a, that's right. They sent a bunch of other missions out, and three of them found potentially suitable planets. They sent back a signal that says, okay, thumbs up. And right at that point, you all should leave the movie. <laughs> Because you will just kick yourself for staying through the whole thing. Well, I've heard it's. I was excited to go into this one because I had heard uh, diverse opinions on it. Some people were really into it, and some people just said absolutely not. And mm-hmm. I ended up in the in the later camp, uh, much later, in fact. Uh, this, you know, I've seen longer movies, but this this may be the longest feeling movie I've ever seen. I mean, I think I spent the last hour just shifting back and forth in my seat. Yeah. Not on the edge of it either, by the way. Right, exactly. Exactly. It was like, please, there is a payoff, because nobody would make you sit through this for that long. You know, we're all going to get diamond watches at the end of this, or, <laughs> you know, something wonderful is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and there was no payoff. And I usually like to stay to see if there's bloopers or whatever. Yeah. At, I forget what that's called, but... Yeah, some sort of little bonus in the credits. Yeah, right, right. But when I, I I left, I was just I was just so I was so irritated. I, I just can't even tell you. I couldn't even hardly speak. I was so pissed. Uh, the only reason I stayed was because I knew we were going to talk about it, and you know you had picked it, so I thought, well, it has some merit. Well, it. I would have rather I would have rather gone to see Dumber and, and Dumber. Well, we can see that for next time. Oh God, I'm not seeing that. <laughs> really, you you picked a crapper of a movie. Yeah, I don't know how to, how to argue with that. Really, I just I did not have a very good time. My wife Anna did enjoy it, um, and yeah, I sh- but she said she enjoyed it because there were no uh, fights. Right, no- her specific word was there's no pew pew battles. <laughs> there were no pew pew battles in it, so she liked it. High praise, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Well, she she did. She found it heartfelt. And uh, Josh Modell, I went with. He's uh, AV Club editor in chief. He liked it too. So they're, you know, tasteful really? people can can enjoy this this film. But we did not. And I should warn people now that we are going to talk about the uh, movie in some detail. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want us to talk about the end, you know, just skip forward. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't go. Save your money. <laughs> Cost right. me fifteen dollars to be aggravated for three days. All right, all right. I couldn't well. talk to anybody about this till we talked about it. I'm trying to give the folks a little spoiler warning, though, so they so they know. So okay. For the well, next, I'm trying to save them money. In five minutes, if you want to jump ahead five minutes, we won't be talking about any spoiler stuff anymore. All right. So, Mom, we got five minutes to complain about specific plot points in all this. All right. All okay. right. First of all, it all ends up being about love. Like there's all this, all this science and astrophysics, and then he goes into the realm of infinite time, and it's just love is can is the thing that can cross dimensions, and that's how we're gonna solve this problem. And it's just the ending credits. They should have had the song "What's Love Got to Do with It." Because <laughs> yeah. I'm still wondering. 
the problem I have with that, aside from the fact that it's just super hokey and hand wavy, is that, you know, I like sci-fi that makes us aspire to be something bigger than ourselves. And I felt like this was a very sort of contented little moral, like, oh, we had everything we needed right there in that little house yeah. on the prairie. Yeah. And oof, come on. We went to the into a black hole to figure that out? Let me just say this too, okay. Let's talk about this part of it. There were no jokes in this whole movie. <laughs> yes, there were. The robots were funny. Didn't you like the robots? They were the I best part. I didn't like anybody by the end of this. <laughs> I really didn't. I like the robots, and I like that they could spin. How about when that robot... No, I don't care. Huh? Wow. No. That's pretty cool. I like I the robots. I am bitter. I am absolutely bitter. So when they travel to the first planet, they lose one of their astronauts. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, I still kind of cared. And I do have to say, Anne Hathaway, is that her name? Yes. Let me tell you, I want to know what kind of lipstick she wore because it did not wear <laughs> off in the whole freaking journey. Even as they skimmed to the edge of a black hole. Still looks perfect. perfect. Not yeah. a hair out of place. Maybe she's being sucked through an interdimensional vortex. Maybe it's Maybelline. Yes. I like that. Yeah. I love Maybelline ma uh, makeup if they want to send us. <laughs> um, that's a joke. Can't do that. Um, and then they get to the, the planet where Matt Damon is, who I didn't even know was in the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I guess that was supposed to be a little surprise, but what a waste of time that whole excursion was. Wasn't it, though? Oh, he turned evil all those years? Huh, I didn't expect that. I haven't seen yeah. that on Star Trek a hundred times. Yeah, and the and the information, the data that he sent back, he was so clever that he really, you know, this deranged human uh, knew exactly how to fake his data so that it looked real and it looked good and blah, blah, blah. And weren't these people given a psychiatric exam before they were sent <laughs> off? Well, I think that the point is that nobody could possibly hold it together all that time. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That was my that was just seemed like a waste of our time, that one. Oh, I agree, but you know, this is this is my complaint is that the details were sloppy. So about halfway through the movie, there's uh there's this there's this girl and she goes <coughs> she coughs and then she says, "It's the dust." She she goes <laughs> It's the dust. And it's just like, oh, really? The dust? The dust that we had to hear about for the first hour of the movie? I think I could have figured that out. They really had they really had little confidence in us. It's, they really did. And, you know, I don't mind if... I don't need the dialogue to be especially rich or florid in a sci-fi movie like this. But mm -hmm. I do... I do think that it needs to be either stylized or the uh, the way people might actually talk. And this yeah. is neither. This is just, okay, let's sit down and explain the movie for five minutes before we can move on again. And there's so many sit down and explain moments. When he comes in and his daughter is on the deathbed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And she says, she says, no parent should ever have to witness a child's death. I almost laughed because it's it's been said a million times yeah and it didn't have it doesn't have any meaning it had no impact it was just really who wrote this well not only that i, I noticed that too and not only that but what a weird like 
she spent her whole life basically trying to get her father back, and then she finally meets him, and she's like, all right, you, you skedaddle now. Yeah. Nice to say hello. I got some dying to do yeah, here. That's right. I don't want to keep you. I got my family here. <laughs> so you go find that other astronaut who's still out there because, you know, you're in love with her. And hey, surprise, her, her buddy's dead. So, you know, that's going to be good for you. Get right in there. You know, mom on pop protocol is that we decide what we're going to watch and then we don't talk about it until the podcast, right? Right. So I felt bad coming out of this because the movie was so very long and I did not think you would enjoy it. I thought some people could enjoy it, but I was pretty sure you wouldn't. And I just felt this was the one time I even considered breaking mom on pop protocol and saying, boy, mom, I don't know about this one. I don't know if you want to go through it, but you got to, we got to do it. Hey, I've birthed four children. I, I made it through this. <laughs> you can make the sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, give your mom on pop grade to Interstellar. F. Uh, Moving on, let's talk about uh, The McCarthys, which is a new sitcom on CBS that's been on for three weeks. Great title, first of all, very clever. Uh, And uh, tell us what The McCarthys is about, Mom. The McCarthys is about a Boston family in Boston, a very close-knit family where everyone lives within uh, a few houses of each other. Dad's a basketball coach. Dad's a basketball coach. Well, more importantly, one of the sons is gay. I don't know if you picked that up. Yeah, well, it's, it's, uh, it does seem to be a point of, point of emphasis. Whew. Well, when I saw it, I saw two episodes, and I said, oh, my gosh, finally, something funny is on TV. I went to see what your critics said. Yes, Eric Adams. And Eric liked the episode that he saw. And this is this is what I'm wondering, is if it's really fair to write a critique of a show after one episode. Well, it's tough. And I think that, you know, you're referring to Eric's, uh, Eric's review of, he did a, actually for a consideration piece about a bunch of different three-camera sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean... Eric talks about that all the time, the difficulty of assessing a show based on the pilot, especially because a pilot has so much just practical work to do. And you and I have talked about this on the show, too, just of laying out what the show is going to be. Right. And uh, so it can be hard to judge, but the, the pilot seemed promising. Well, it did. It really did. And we enjoyed the first two episodes so much. Um, here, here's my first issue. Mm-hmm. A Boston accent is very distinctive. Yes, yes. It's very hard to master correctly. Mm-hmm. And the one son that has it is from Boston, right? Yes. <laughs> the actor is, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And when Laurie Metcalf tries to give it a go, I just cringe. It's just, it's painful to hear. It's a shame. And I love more Laurie Metcalf, too. Not only, you know, she's had such a long career... Uh, yeah. Roseanne, most famously, but also yeah. uh, the Norm Show, which you and I love. Norm Macdonald's sitcom; she was on that. She's a great sitcom actress. You know, she sort of had that career that people like. I don't know who were some women from the '80s who had similar careers. They were in everything, like a Valerie Harper type career, almost. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe not top, top not banana, not but, top yeah. billing, but always, you know, yeah, she's the Valerie Harper of second bananas. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, the accent is rough in this one. And and not just her. 
No, no. That's just, maybe it's just us. We recognize it, but it's got to sound bad to other people too, right? I mean, at least they can tell that none of them sound the same. It's, 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 it's distracting to me because I'm always waiting for that clinker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. So they're, they're this close knit family. The son and basically main character is gay. Uh, one of the sons rather. And he becomes the assistant coach to his dad, um, who's a high school basketball coach, right? High school, like private yeah. school or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah. But the dad really only wanted him because he was trying to recruit a, a gay student, a gay yeah, player. A gay player. And let right. me say how lovely this is a show that's saying, oh, you know, we have a son who's gay, and we were very open about it, and we were all very loving, and it's not a big deal, except that they're constantly talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. And this is, you knew you were getting into that with when it was set in Boston, right? Because Boston is where TV sets things when they want to just be racist or sexist or otherwise bigoted. You know, it's sort of a gentle bigotry, but still they want to be able to get away with it. And so they just ask, set, set it in Boston because those people can be jerks and everybody expects that. Well, is that true? I didn't know this. Boston is now the place for that, which I think is a little unfair to the people of Boston. Well, let's just say, let's go out and say it's very unfair. That will make us sound good. Okay. It's extremely... We are outraged at this right. injustice. <laughs> right. Well, you could have at least finished the sentence without yeah. laughing. Well, it's fine. hard to... Yeah. I don't think you sold it very well. Well, maybe Okay. Not. So, we watched the first two episodes, and I said, oh, my God, this is so funny. But by the third episode, it felt like you showed up to uh, breakfast one time with your shirt on inside out. And now every time you show up to breakfast, they bring it up. It's just, it's just too much, you know? It's, yeah. just, it's just the same joke. We know. We know he's gay. And I'll tell you who I like, the slutty daughter. I like her, too. She has ambition. She's actually a little talented, you know? As the mom said in this latest episode, she said, hey, maybe you actually will be a success, as she talked it out, which I thought was... A, one of the few funny moments in this most recent episode. I like her too. I like her very much. It's a shame that they sort of treat her as, as you said, this throwaway slut, because I think there's actually a better character there. I'd be yeah. happy to have the show be about her. Yeah, I think I think maybe they um, missed an opportunity there. Yeah. But it is a very clever cast. It's a very accomplished cast. I don't know who the father is, um, but I recognize him. Jack McGee. Yeah, he's he's a character actor who's been around. I had a lot of hope for this show. I've kind of lost hope for this show. Just too repetitive. Too repetitive. You know, it's you know int- put, put me in a situation where it's funny. Well, there's not a lot of situation even on this. It's really just a lot of them standing around and talking about how the one one of them is gay. I I don't know where where it's going to go. I don't know. Uh, I don't see any growth here after three shows. I want an indication of what's going on here. Sometimes it takes a while, but the pilot did feel like that. The pilot felt like, okay, this could go either way. That's how I felt after the pilot. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. it's not going in the right direction. Let me say it's also weird how much John Ritter's son looks like him. Oh, my gosh. It's it's amazing. It's almost like seeing a ghost, you know? Yes, yes. He's a good-looking kid. He is. He looks so much like his uh, young... You know, he reminds me of John Ritter on the Waltons, specifically. You remember? 
Yes, yeah, that's right. Young John Ritter, he would pop up on the Waltons from time to time. He looks like that, uh, and he's very good. Let me say, you know, the, he is very good. The writing is not that sharp, and a lot of the actors struggle to get anything out of just you know, sort of clunkerific sitcom writing but he has uh, some charm and life to him and john ritter was always the same way he did was not necessarily on the uh top tier quality shows but he could give you something that maybe you didn't see there right you were always happy to see him show up that's right that's right yeah yeah and i think his son has that sparkle too uh i think i think the people in this cast are very talented i think the writing is letting them down yeah yeah, which is, is often the case with these three-camera sitcoms, uh, especially of late. So what is your grade for this one? Well, it was different when I first watched this, um, but now it's it's C-. minus. Will you continue to give it a chance, or are you signing I off? I will. Now? Okay. I will, because it's the only footing that I have uh, against sports with Dad. All right, so C minus because it, and you'll keep watching it because it wards off watching sports with dad. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> That's what you said. I don't think I said that. You said that. Okay, okay. Uh, I must have misinterpreted you, but you know, I'll, I'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Mom, thank you, as always, for your insights and opinions. It's so much fun to talk to you. And uh, congratulations to our contest winner, Lerja. Now, remember, uh, review Mom on Pop on iTunes. It always helps. If you if you like the show, give it a review. As you know, if you don't like the show, you should unplug your computer right now and drop it in the ocean and right. don't let it get anywhere near that iTunes. But if you That's love it, idea. go on iTunes, give it a review, tweet it out, help us get the word out. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mom. And for Bonnie Tatey, I'm John Tatey. So long for now. Mm